you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Carl Dukes, put him up along with my man Brian Baldinger and Nick Costos joining us to talk about the lines, guys. We're heading into can you guys believe it? Week ten? It's week wow. ten, Nick. It's week <laughs> ten, Baldy. Can we slow it down. Can we just slow it down to enjoy this a little bit more? I'm with you. Too fast. I just said I, I was like last night. I'm like, man, I, I'm already missing football, and we're not even, you know, at the end of the season yet. It's it's like, can we slow down, guys? We get early football again this weekend. Colts, Patriots, all the conversation around Belichick, and you know, I'm focused on the Colts, and then they have this C.J. Jackson crap that happens where they're leaving him at the crib. He's not on the trip. Christian Gonzalez is hurt. I mean, the Colts are a half, what one and a half point favorite, two point favorite in this game. So I'm I'm looking at this, and again, there are a couple of games I feel like teams must win this weekend. It's weird for me to even say it, Baldy. Like I feel like Belichick. This is a must win for him on you know on a neutral site in Frankfurt. We got a great game last week. Tell me what you think, Nick, with this spread, man. Well, first I'll say um, if if the Patriots lose and they fire Bill Belichick after the game, this is a really expensive sneaker. It's a Nike Sakai. I'll eat this. I will eat this sneaker if the Patriots fire Belichick. If they if they lane Kiffin him and leave him on the tarmac in, in Frankfurt, I'll eat my sneaker if, they, if that happens. We'll see. Um, I it's a it's a really really tough game to bet with two like scuffling teams right now. The Colts obviously more on the upswing than New England. Um, I'll just bring up something that we saw on Wednesday's injury report. Josh Downs, the rookie receiver from North Carolina, has been awesome this year for the Colts, and he's got like a little mind meld thing going on with uh, with Gardner Minshew. And like Minshew's been, you know, if he's not chucking the ball down the field to Michael Pittman, and I, I mean that in a good way because Pittman's good. Like they're using the running backs and they're and they're throwing to Josh Downs a lot, like in the short to intermediate game. And Downs has been great. And if he can't go on Sunday, and my guess is right now, we'll see. I don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. I I think that helps the Patriots a lot. Now, am I rushing to bet New England? Um, not when their starting quarterback like actually says out loud, and I understand we're all humans, right? You empathize with a fellow human being when he goes, it's tough to be confident when and I'm paraphrasing, it's tough to be confident when you lose every week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to bet on Mac Jones to win a football game when he's losing confidence. I guess like how I would bet this game, honestly, Shane Steichen overs. They run a million plays and they force teams to kind of like play at that pace, also. Now, last week didn't go over because you know. So Bryce Young in Carolina, and he kept throwing the ball to Kenny Moore, as Baldy said. Uh, I would play over 43 and a half year. I don't feel great about it. Not a great betting opportunity, I don't think, in the line. Oh, man, how great is that for the German fans? You go from driving a Ferrari, now here's a Ford Pinto. Dolphins and Chiefs to the Colts and the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Baldy, let, let me ask you a, a, about Mac Jones and what's going on there with, with his development and, and how this is, is happening or what's not happening with with him. The thing that was shocking last week, honestly, they played Washington. And Washington, I mean, you've watched in the week before against Philly. It, it's mind-blowing. But they play man coverage. They've right. been trying to man up A.J. Brown. He destroyed it. You can't put a manual forward on A.J. Brown like they did the week before. It's like putting Manupo on Shaq. Like, it's just a bad matchup. So, New England last week, knowing that Washington plays man coverage, they're marching out Tyquan Thornton. Jalen Rager, and none of them could beat man coverage. And I don't know what Mac Jones is supposed to do. But then when Mac Jones did have a chance to make a play, he couldn't make it when the receiver did actually separate. So it was horrible receivers. And then Mac Jones was bad when he did get a chance. So 
Like, if you receivers can't separate in this business and beat man coverage, then either you get good man beaters up to free somebody up, or you go get new receivers. And that's kind of where the Patriots are at. Well, they, they got a lot of work to do. And, and I'm with you. Listen, Nick, I, I, I've been on this with the, the whole Belichick thing. I don't think they fire him regardless of what happens. But it is heating up. And I think everybody knows that. Guys, it's Nick Costos. He joins us each and every week to talk about the betting lines. Guys, the Bengals are taking off. And they get an interesting Texans team this weekend. Texans coming to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a seven-point favorite. I love what, how Joe Burrow's been playing these last three or four weeks. He's been on fire. And I want to just say, doesn't matter what the Texans do. Burrow's going to – they're going to cover the seven. They're going to win this game. But I'm a little reluctant because the Texans have shown the ability to score. They can score late. And I thought that drive last week by, by C.J. Stroud was absolutely incredible. I, I, I actually think it, it helped them a little bit last week that Fairbairn got hurt, as crazy as that sounds. Because, like, they're never going for fourth and goal from the nine, like one of the Stroud <laughs> touchdowns that he threw last week. I actually think that helped them in a weird way. Obviously, like, you wouldn't sign up for that before the game, having your kicker get hurt. And shout-out to Dario Gunwabale, like, kicking that field goal. That was pretty impressive. But I actually think that, like, helped, like, this team moving forward here because Stroud converted on a lot of those plays when they didn't have a kicker. So I thought that actually that actually really helped them. So I guess I have a couple of questions about this game, and then it'll be kind of like a betting conversation around the number and then the injury report which is unfortunate love to just be able to say here's my opinion but there's a lot going on like outside of the game that's going to be played on Sunday do we think the Texans and Baldy can speak to this better than me do we think that Bobby Slowick the Texans offensive coordinator do we think that they are now going to say our running game every team wants to run the ball our running game is extremely inefficient whether it's Damian Pierce whether it's Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, doesn't really matter. Like they can't run the ball effectively. And we say F it basically. And we're going to let Stroud throw a lot. Like we're going to throw more on first down, which is where like the data says it. That's where they have success as an offense. Where a couple of weeks ago against Carol- I- I get- when they lose to Carolina, here's Damian Pierce. In- it's like the heart of the defense for two yards. How about letting CJ Stroud throw? They did last week. They score almost 40 points. They win the game. So like if I knew before the game, hey, this is what they're going to do. I'd be more apt to bet the Texans. So I think that's kind of like maybe like the crux of the game handicap. Now there's what's going on off the field before the game starts. Um, This point spread opened eight on Sunday night. I took eight with 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 Houston, thinking <laughs> I, well, like I, I like CJ Stroud getting all these points because yeah. I think that I think they can score also. This dipped below seven yesterday on Wednesday off of news on Jamar Chase and T Higgins. So Higgins now is dealing with a hamstring injury, which is like makes you really scared if you want to like bet this game, play Higgins in fantasy, whatever. Uh, and we'll see if he practices today. Chase is dealing with the back injury. And obviously, like if Cincinnati doesn't have their two top receivers, like it maybe becomes like a little bit of an iffy situation here. So my sense is, is that if Chase and Higgins both play, this will close seven or better for Cincinnati. If they don't, this will close below seven for sure, since he will still be a big favorite in the game. And then as a better, it's like I would recommend, uh, if you don't have this already, turn notifications on your phone from all the NFL insiders so you can get it first before anybody else does and rush to bet this game. And I think it really is contingent on like the Bengals receivers being healthy. That'll dictate what the point spread is in the game and what your bet should be. Carl, I hate to give you like a non-committal answer there, but that's what we're dealing with right now in the week. Baldy, why have they been so good lately? Is it just Burrow? Yeah, it's just Burrow, plus, plus a good defense. But 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 Burrow, you know, you know, for when he was dealing with the calf, every single play was in shotgun. They got no play action passes. They could not push the ball down the field. I mean, everything was just dink and dunk, and everybody was just sitting on those short routes. 
But now that he's back under center, he can move. He can get out of harm's way. He can extend plays. He's back. Um, he just doesn't miss. Like, honestly, if you went to the state, if you had to go to the state fair and win the biggest teddy bear right now in this, you would take Joe Burrow with you to knock down every single milk carton. Like, he's just been just that good. And Jamar Chase has just been that good. Like, Jamar Chase earlier in the year, when he said, I'm open, I'm always bleeping open, he simply wasn't getting the ball. Now he's literally amongst the league leaders in almost every category, you know, from the pass receipt. Like, he's caught up to where he should be right now. Guys, I wasn't going to talk about this game, but I feel like uh, with the announcement that Will Levis is now the starter for the rest of the season, Titans are going to go in and give the Bucs everything they can ask for. And I think they're going to possibly win this game. The Bucs are only a one-point favorite. Listen, Baker Mayfield, up and down, right? It's been here this whole season, roller coaster ride. And I think the Levis kid, guys, got he has it. I don't know, you know, when we're talking about long-term, what the, what the, the projections look like. But I saw him at Kentucky. We talked about this, Baldy. We saw him, you know, at the, the pro days and all this stuff. And then now he gets his shot. He didn't play bad against Pittsburgh, by the way, last uh, the last week. But I feel like this might might be one of those games where it's just a one-point spread and the Buccaneers are scuffling. I know they're back at home. Tell me what you think, Nick. Uh, I'm with you here. Uh, I like the t- if I had to pick the winner of the game, I would I would bet the Titans. I, the bet that I do like in this game, and 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 I see the the spread on the screen here, and I agree the total. Uh, I like the over in the game. Mm. Um, I I thought Baker played great last week, and like if not for the Stroud heroics at the end, like we're talking, and I have money in this market, so it's kind of like a devastating result for me. Like Baker Mayfield comeback player of the year, where if Stroud doesn't do what he did at the end of the game, like we're talking a lot about they're four and four. If they win that game, like, and, and Baker maybe wins comeback player, but they lose that's betting that's life. Um, so I think Tampa's offense can put it up on this Titans defense where like Tampa can't run the ball on anyone, no matter what, they're not going to be able to run on Tennessee. So if Baker has to wing it, I think they can, they can, they can throw the ball on this Titans secondary. And on the flip side here, Carlton Davis, like, Great career, won a Super Bowl, made a lot of money. I've almost never seen in 30-plus years watching football a cornerback chasing open receivers more than I saw last week, burying his head in his hands. It was like every single play. It's like this Carlton Davis five yards behind Nico Collins or Tank Dell. And both and both uh, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean don't practice on Wednesday. We'll see over the course of the week here. I mean, I love it at Levis, man. I, I'd, I'm not a big, like, hashtag film guy. I don't know what people were thinking, man, like going into the draft, like this kid sucks. Really? I watch him and he looks awesome. Uh, I like the Titans in the game also. My preferred bet, though, would be the over, over 38 or 38 and a half. Lee, Lee uh, uh, Coach Cohen, I think it is. Uh, he was with the the Rams for, for, I think, a year, Baldy. When he went out there to work with Sean McVay, he was the offensive coordinator at Kentucky, Will's mm-hmm. junior year. That's when Will really put, it, put the numbers up and everybody yeah. said, oh, he's great. And I think Having played for him and, and playing that pro-type system really has helped him. Uh, obviously, they're doing a great job in Tennessee giving him opportunities. But, yeah, I, I, I think the Titans, this is a smart decision by Vrabel. And, you know, I, to, to make it now, look, you, you could have easily gone back to Ten, Ryan Tannehill. Why? Right? You're After what it. you've seen, you got to think about the future. Well, I think, first of all, to, to Nick's point in this game, Carlton Davis was toast. And Jamel Dean wasn't any better. I mean, this is starting corners that won Super Bowls and played great. Uh, and Tank Dell ran right by him. But anyways, like Joey Porter Jr. had an unbelievable game against, you know, DeAndre Hopkins last yeah. week. 
Yes. And I mean, kudos to Joey Porter. I mean, he's long. He wanted, he wanted D hop. He got him. And it was just tough for Will Levis to get him the ball, but I don't see that situation with Tampa. I, I'm with Nick in this game. I, I would take the over. I think both teams are capable of going up and down the field. Um, Derrick Henry, uh, look, everybody talks about Tampa's defense, but I saw Levante David at the end of that game slam his helmet into the ground. Mm. I, I thought it would have shattered into a million pieces. Like, they're frustrated defensively because a lot of those guys have pride of winning a Super Bowl, and they're just not playing at that level right now. Can I, can I toss one thing out here? Just one thing I want to see from Tennessee in this game. Mike Vrabel is an awesome coach, in my opinion, in the game against Pittsburgh last week. He coached like Malik Willis was his quarterback or like Tommy oh, DeVito was his quarterback. Way too conservative. It's just like, hey, Mike. And like Mike Vrabel's forgotten more about football than I know. Like, hey, Mike, like your quarterback's good. Like, let him try and win the game. I would like to see that on Sunday. A little bit more confidence in the young quarterback to try and win you a football game. Well, he's, he throws a deep ball great. So, that's you, you got to stretch the field with him. All right, a game that we absolutely have to watch. Browns at Ravens, 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Baldy's going to be there, as a matter of fact, and we'll talk more about that coming up. But Baltimore's a six-point favorite. Guys, they've been dominant at home, defensively dominant at home and I don't think this is a fluke people are looking at this and they're going oh well the Ravens you know they're seven and two guys I I think they cover this but I also think this is going to be a really good game um what do you like in this this matchup 38 and a half is the over under for Browns at Ravens on Sunday oh man this the the Ravens kind of like flummox me so you know, a couple weeks ago, they played the Lions. They're a three-point home favorite. I bet Detroit 38-6. Last week, I did not bet the game, thankfully, against Seattle. I would have taken the points with Seattle, and thankfully, I did not because I was a little scared off. 37-3. Nick, Baldy, guys, Seattle kicked two field goals in that game. They're brutal. They, 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 they never came close, Carl, to scoring. They never came close the entire day. Geno Smith was on his back. And, and running for his life. They couldn't get the ball to DK Metcalf. They, they were incapable of sustaining any offense, just like Detroit was uh, three weeks ago. And, guys, real quick, Nick, and I'll get back to you. I saw Seattle fans on social media calling to put in the backup, and I'm saying that's not going to help here, okay? <laughs> that's how bad it was. They wanted to pull Geno and just feel like, hey, we got to throw something at these guys. Either way, I'm just saying that was shocking to me. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, let's put Drew, Drew Lock in on the road against the Ravens defense and see how that goes. I guess it couldn't have gone worse, to be fair, than it went with Geno, but I mean that's probably more about the Ravens defense with maybe Mike McDonald's a head coach next year in the uh in the NFL. Um, I guess where I stand with this game is like the Ravens are awesome. I'm not disputing that they're really good. It's just like Cleveland's defense is really, really good too. And this is a lot of points. So I'm not I am not going to bet Cleveland in the game. I guess like if it went up to like seven, I would I would have to bet Cleveland in the game. I think the thing that I feel most confident in, I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to score a lot in this game. Um, so you can bet team total over or unders. Even um, with Deshaun, if he plays? I So let me, I think Deshaun stinks. 
so like that's that's my opinion. Like he's he's better than PJ Walker and DTR. So like I don't want to like I'm not saying they should bench him. He's when he's right, he's not very good. Like last week again, last week's game against Arizona was a fake game. That's like not a real football game that got played. Clayton Toon can't move the ball. What they can't run at 1.2 yards per play. It's historically bad. And Deshaun like didn't play great. I feel like they get lucky on like the the, the long throws that they do make. The touchdown to Cooper's a lucky throw. I think he stinks. Uh, and I don't have a lot of confidence in him moving forward the rest of the year. And as always, like, I never want to come on and make a, like, I'm 100% right about something. Just like with the information I have now, I feel like it's unlikely. How is this offense scoring on the Ravens defense? Like, how is it happening? How's it happening? So uh, maybe Baltimore doesn't score a lot either. And Cleveland's defense is really great. And the Ravens win a three-point game. Uh, that's why my bet would be Brown's team total under 16 and a half, where I don't think Cleveland gets to 17 in this game. That would be my look here. I'm also really fascinated to watch Ravens rookie undrafted running back Keaton Mitchell, who looked like Devon Achan last week. He He's awesome. And and I, my guess is, is that they start to phase Justice Hill out, and it's Gus Edwards as the primary, like, you know, like first and second down running back, short yardage goal line. And then Keaton Mitchell now becomes the new Justice Hill and adds an explosive element they were missing in this offense. I think the Ravens will win. I would bet the Browns team total under. Well, I, I agree with you. A lot of those things, Nick, uh, this, I think, you know, we, in the whole conversation we just had, uh, nobody mentioned Lamar. L- Lamar to me is the MVP of this league at this point. Now it's, you know, there's a lot of big games to be played outside of, you know, the fumbling that they that he's had, he he's been unbelievable. Like he he has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in this league right now, and he's just getting to know OBJ. He didn't throw the touchdown pass to him last week. He's just getting to know some of these receivers that are new to you know Zay Flowers has been awesome, um, but Lamar is the X factor in this game because Cleveland can have the greatest defense, and they'll do they do a lot of things man man coverage if. You see Martin Emerson running down the field with Zay Flowers, and you see Denzel Ward. I mean, Lamar's taken off with it. Right. Like, Lamar might be the leading rusher in this whole game, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Although this Keaton Mitchell, when I saw him run by uh, Tariq Woolen last week, who runs a 4-2-7, when he ran right by him on a 40-yard touchdown pass, I'm like, they might time Keaton Mitchell at 4-3-7 coming out of East Carolina, but he plays even faster than that. And so I'm anxious to see just how many carries he gets in the number one rushing offense, again, in the NFL. If he's out there on the waiver wire in any fantasy league right now, like, go pick him up if, you're, if your league mates are not paying attention. They were picking him up in the second quarter last week. Nick. Well, well, well or, or Baldy, you could be like <laughs> me and be really obsessed and be a sicko with the stuff. I picked him up like three weeks ago after he had that one catch for like 10 so yards. It's, it's, and it's funny, injury. So I'm going – so I know a couple of coaches on the Ravens really good. So I text him after the game. I'm like, did anybody know Keith Mitchell could do this? And they're like, oh, yeah, go back and watch the preseason game against the Eagles. I'm yeah, like, man. Okay, great. Yeah. Like, so where where's he the first eight weeks of the season? Like, <laughs> just on the shelf? Like, I saw the kid warming up before the game, honestly. And I'm like, oh, he's active today because of special team. He's going to, like, because he's so little. Like, he's yeah. five, he's not even five, eight. Now, but I had no idea he could break tackles and break away the way that he did. He had that one catch like two weeks ago, for like ten, and I was like, "Oh, oh my!" Just watching him, like, "Oh my god!" And then he hurt his hamstring and he missed a week. But yeah, like, I just I love this stuff, so I'm like, yeah, I just I've had him on my rosters for a while. All right, one sec. I'm gonna let my dog out in the room here, and then we'll pick up. I got two more for you, Nick. Sounds good. I got like another like five. You, uh, Baldy, you like that Mingo thought tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, they got to throw it to somebody. The, the offense is just – it's its horrible. It's yeah, just horrible. Sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, you go back and you start rethinking, like, Frank Reich. Like, what quarterback did he do good with? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, Carson Wentz went south. Like, Matt Ryan was a disaster. Like, Whoa. every young quarterback that they played was a disaster in Indianapolis. Um, when the offense line fell apart, he had no answers for any – I don't know. It's just – just, just my thought is, I, th- I think he lost that wild card game against Buffalo a couple of years ago. Also, when when Rivers was the quarterback, just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. All right, let's pick it up right here. Three, okay. two. All right, Nick. Nick Costos. By the way, follow him, guys. We got a couple more games we got to get to. Giants, Cowboys. The only reason I'm looking at this is the Cowboys are a 16 point favorite. I know the Giants are a mess. That's a lot. And I'm a little reluctant to, to, to jump on the Cowboys here, even though I think they'll win the football game after playing really well against the Eagles and coming up short last week. Baldy and I will talk more about that and talk about where the Eagles are. But, Nick, 16? Yeah, should be 17. Uh, I bet Dallas at 15 and a half earlier in the week. I would bet this up to 17 for Dallas. Uh, my question would be, and so the answer to this question is, Dak throws a pick six or puts the ball on the ground. Giants get a short field, score a defensive touchdown, and then they can cover the spread. I don't think the Giants offense is scoring in the game. So it's basically like, do you think Dallas scores 17 points in the game? If the answer is yes, then I think you should consider betting Dallas in the game. Uh, I love my team. I hate that this is the way the season has gone. This is dead team walking that, in my opinion, needs to lose games to try and reset the franchise and get a quarterback at the top of the draft. Agreed. Like credit credit to Daniel Jones. Like he hasn't been a great quarterback. He's like handled everything with dignity and class. He's never embarrassed himself. He's never embarrassed the fan base. He's never embarrassed the organization. Also, it's over. And, like, he can be a high-priced backup quarterback. And I'm not trying to be callous, but, like, we're adults here. This is a multi-billion dollar business. It's over. So, like, they got to lose games, get a quarterback next year. Um, yep. And I think the losing starts on Sunday. They can cover, like I said, it's like defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, and then they can cover. Just like I would never bet on that happening. Cowboys are nothing for me. Uh, I'm with you. It's absolutely right about the Giants. All right, last one. Feels like another must win. There were two games I said I felt that way. Bills at home against the Broncos on Monday night. I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like the Bills need to, they got to get it done here. Uh, They are a seven and a half point favorite at home against the Broncos. What are you looking at? Uh, I bet Denver plus seven and a half. I think the Broncos might win the game. Um, I think Buffalo's upside is to be among the best teams in the league when the Bills play like like they're capable of playing, like they did for a three-week stretch earlier in the season after they lost the opener on the road at the Jets. But like at some point, like I think we need to say the Bills are not who we thought they were. Like rest no. in peace to Denny Green. Like I, I just don't think they are. So we see point spread ranges when Buffalo hosts a team like Denver that's rated like Denver, they are always favored by more than a touchdown and less than 10 points. That is always what the point spread is in games like this. And that's assuming that the bills are what they have been. I I don't think that's what they are at, at this point in time. I thought, after the way Sean McDermott and Josh Allen spoke. And like, I think if you're going to like, like you need to pay attention to like how, what coaches say and how they say it. It mm-hmm. seemed to me like McDermott and Allen on Sunday night after they lost to the Bengals, it seemed to me like they were like ready to make some kind of change. And to me, that means like move on from Ken Dorsey and have someone else call the plays. And then McDermott comes out on Monday or Tuesday or whatever. It's like, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay the course here. Okay, great. You stay the course. I'll bet the other team getting more than a touchdown. I think there's a chance, not definitely, but I do think that Denver, 
with the way they closed before their bye week, they could be a like not a factor like to win the AFC, but like maybe compete for that final playoff spot in the AFC. Three and five. I think they may win on, on Monday night. More than a touchdown. I think at some point we need to say the Bills need to be rated a little bit differently with the acknowledgement that they could win this game 37-10 because that's their upside is to do that. I'm more willing to bet on them being what, what they've been recently. I'll take the seven and a half with the Broncos. They're just not scoring, Baldy. I mean, you know, the loss of the Bengals, 18 points. They they lost to the uh, to, to the Patriots, 25. It was 29-25. They're not scoring like I thought they would. Well, but but the – when you watch their offense, like literally last week in Cincinnati, I thought I was watching Groundhog Day from the playoff game against Cincinnati. They got just whipped up front by Cincinnati's defensive front. And that's why Josh Allen's running all over the place. It looks bad. It just looks terrible when they're playing offense like that. The ball doesn't come out fast. It doesn't come out on timing. They can't run the ball against Cincinnati. And so they have when, it, when they're like that and they don't get balanced and and Josh is just trying to play hero ball because that's what he has to do, then they just look awful. And it just seems like it steamrolls. And, look, I'm with Nick. I think Denver, the way they're playing defensively right now, this could be a tough spot, you know, because I think everybody's sitting on their hands at Buffalo just waiting for another clunker to come out of that offense. Yeah. Guys, as always, uh, great to talk about these games as we head to Week 10. Nick, tell the people where they can check out your podcast. Yeah, weekdays 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We are live on the uh, the Odyssey app, uh, Twitch, YouTube, radio stations nationwide, Sirius Channel 160, XM Channel 205, simulcast by Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, and we're on Sunday mornings as well, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll toss one out for you. You know you know how I feel about Arthur Smith and the Falcons? Uh, I, I I think that point spread's crazy. I think Atlanta wins on, on Sunday against Arizona. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Nick Costos, check him out, guys. We'll see you next week, Nick. Yeah, Nick. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.